What up, bros, and welcome to the All Bros Podcast. I'm Jonathan. Nah, I'm Caleb. And we are a couple of aspiring filmmakers that love to watch and critique movies, but also enjoy a lot a bit of the nerd life. Uh, this week on the podcast, we'll be talking about some Funko Focus. Uh, Caleb actually has a correction from a Funko Pop that he talked about last week. I know yep, Caleb I actually gets goofed. stuff wrong. It's I amazing. done goofed. Yeah. We all thought you were a god. How dare you disappoint us. Shit, man. <laughs> you know, honestly, I only said god just because you're wearing your Superman shirt. Fair enough. <laughs> um, and then uh, I got some uh, Funko Pops that I want to talk about as well. Uh, we don't have anything for 4K Spotlight. It's pretty. It's a pretty dry week. Um nor do we have anything for Through the Wall. Shocking, I know. But that's okay, because it helps us get uh, to our main event. Wow, damn it, our Albro's headliner that much sooner. And that will be uh, our breakdown of Godzilla vs. Kong. The two, sorry, tisk, the tisk. Two, Yeah. The 2021 Godzilla vs. Kong, because there, you know, there has been other iterations in the past. Um, but anyway, Caleb, what do you say we get started? Let's do it. Hey, bros, this is Caleb cutting in to ask for your guys' help to support a couple indie filmmakers we connected with, and to support their upcoming film Willow and Lydia, story of a couple that have struggles conceiving and turn to supernatural methods of help. Follow the creators on Instagram at SuperAstra and check out their campaign link in the description of this episode. They would really appreciate the help and we love to support indie filmmakers, so let's make it happen. Again, all links and info will be in the description. Thanks, bros. Alright, so before we jump into our Funko Focus, um, I don't know if you guys uh, checked out our Instagram this uh past week but i mean you gotta should have come on you gotta follow us on instagram like come on guys. yeah what but, the hell are you doing at the all bros twitter and instagram <laughs> and facebook um but i had to post unfortunately i am gonna have to be leaving the podcast um just some things have come up that unfortunately i'm not gonna be able to fit this in my schedule anymore uh, me and Caleb actually have talked about getting him another co-host. He doesn't want to host this show alone, which I can understand. It kind of has always been like a two-person thing. So Dude, for now, this, is getting, just... this is getting released on Monday. You know this. <laughs> I just wanted to see how much I could carry it on for. Nah, I'm just kidding, guys. I'm not going anywhere. You got You know what? I was like, I was like about to like build up some tears here, man. Like, come on. <laughs> i know but it's just i couldn't handle it but i will say i was not expecting you to do that so oh. some major props because well, i was you. you you got a couple people you got vic from crash and tez's movie seller <laughs> and you got you said you got brucker too yeah, from, yeah we uh, got opt- autopsy uh, of a horror movie yeah so, <laughs> woo! Nailed it. 
you know what's funny is when I first posted it, like a couple minutes later, I'm like, you know, okay, I should post in the comments, April Fools, guys. Sorry, we we just had to, you know, do something. But yeah, I still haven't commented that. Oh, totally kidding. Shh, I would. I, okay. I want to know how. I want to know how many people read it because I'm pretty sure it was only yeah. Brucker and Vic. <laughs> what's funny is like when I saw so like I think we have like what like nine likes on it. I'm just yep. like, damn, are people like actually wanting me to leave? I get it, guys. It's so rude. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> but pretty good. Uh, well, th- pretty well good. thank you. Thank thank you. Thank you very much. But yeah, no, don't worry. None of neither of us are going anywhere. Unless no. Caleb, you have anything to say that I don't Not know. Not even no. Okay, good. Good. Then we're all good here. Um. Anyway, enough like sad fake news. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh. Let's uh move on to or let's sorry let's start uh, our Funko Focus. Caleb, would you like to start with your correction from last week? Yes. So last week I was I brought up the uh, the Immortal Hulk figure. And I believe I said that he was holding a heart in his hand. Um, but I was looking at the figure, uh, just kind of admiring it on my phone. And I was... That's not weird. Yeah. And the the figure is that isn't holding a heart. He's holding uh, the earth. And it looks like it's cracking. And there's like explosions coming off from it. It looks really cool. But I think the flames from the world or whatever the crack is, the aura, whatever you want to call it, kind of made it look like a uh, like a vein or something. So I, I think say, that's I, why I got confused. I I thought I want to say you pointed this out. It kind of looks. It made it look like a present because the explosion makes it look like a bow. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. So. But I think the bow, like the present, didn't make sense because Immortal Hulk. So I think, like, that's why I thought heart. But yeah, yeah under okay, uh, under some investigation, it's not, it's not that. It's a, it's a world. Well, he tried. Yep. And you know what? That's all that matters. <laughs> uh, is there anything else that you would like to talk about? Either this uh, figure or... Well, that was my correction. Did you want to talk about your Funko Focus? And then I'll get into... You got it. Or... or, Hold up, hold up, hold up. Okay. Yes, yes, sir. (laughs) We got this messed up. So, yeah, that's my correction. Uh, We each have a Funko Focus to talk about. The only thing that I wanted to touch upon real quick is the Marvel Collector Core box. The next theme got released. And it's going to be Year of the Shield. And so far, they haven't... They've only released a couple for for that. Hmm. But... Or for Year of the Shield. They have, like, a special Year of the Shield line. Um, they've only released the Winter Soldier one from Captain America, the Winter Soldier, where he's holding Cap's shield. So and awesome. And full Winter Soldier garb. Um, I don't know if they've released any others yet, but there's going to be a box about it. So look forward to that. I'm not a hundred percent certain whether or not I'm going to get this one. 
I might. I I I'm I think I'm going to wait until they leak what's inside the box. That's fair. I get that. Yeah, but anyway, just thought I'd bring that one up real quick. Um, so yeah, that you can do your thing. <laughs> okay. Um, so for my uh Funko Focus, I went with uh the new line of Zack Snyder's Justice League uh Funko Pops. Um, I know like a month or so ago they announced the black and white metallic uh set that's going to be at the Warner Brothers shop uh and so that includes uh the black suit superman uh Diana in a, her white dress dark side and then I don't remember the hooded guy do you remember his name I don't either okay I we'll just call his him, name we'll call him hooded guy um <laughs> and then uh also in this line there is going to be a metallic dark side that is not uh, black and white, um, and that will be a Walmart exclusive. Uh, and then we'll have a uh, black suit Superman that is in like the fist uh, ground pounding um, pose, and uh, that is just color. It's not black and white, and that will be a Hot Topic exclusive. And then when it comes to just regular, uh, just regular pops, we have. Uh, Diana in her white dress, not black and white, holding an arrow. That hooded guy, not black and white. Uh, Superman, black suit in a flyable pose, not black and white. I'm just going to keep saying that. Uh, Dark side sitting on his throne, not black and white. And then Dark side holding his whatever the hell it is. In not in black and white. <laughs> you can't so. just say in color? <laughs> no. Uh, I have to say not in black and white. Not black so. and white. Yep, it's my it's my thing. Yeah, um, I have some issues with the Superman. I feel like the which one though? the height, both of them, uh, or the the not black and white. <laughs> not wait, you have a problem with the fist pounding one? It's not necessary. It's not the pose or anything. It's okay. the the suit. It's it's odd. Because it doesn't look like the, the black suit. It's all it's, like it's the black suit, job. but it's like the, the it's almost like a white logo. I mean, maybe it looks maybe it looks better in person. Never know. I hope so, but I just imagine that. Well, I didn't imagine it. the The logo was darker. <laughs> like it was imagine? almost like a really dark silver. Can you imagine it? We imagine Zack Snyder's Justice League. It never happened. Whedon's cut is the only one that exists. I never. Dude, I that not, would be I, trippy as shit. I don't want to live <laughs> in that world. <laughs> no, I don't. No, I would not want to live in that world either. <laughs> How uh, trippy would that be, though? That would mess with my brain forever. Dude, for real, though. Uh, if I woke up, started talking about like, oh, Zack Snyder's cut, and they're like, "What are you talking about?" I would speaking of <laughs> oof. speaking of like director's cuts, really quickly. Okay, so you know the whole thing with David Ayer, how he's saying like, "Oh yeah, like I really hope they release my cut of Suicide Squad," but like after James Gunn's The Suicide Squad, because they deserve to see the movie that I actually made, the one that scared Warner Brothers executives. Have you, have you yeah, heard I heard that? about that. Um, 
Margot, did you hear what Margot Robbie came out and said after that? No. She's like, well, if that's the case, there's a, there's like a 20-hour cut of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> so, release the Tarantino cut, apparently. Shit. Oh, man. This yeah. better, Dude, so... I don't know. I hope this doesn't like become like a... It's kind of like a, hey, you know, like, release my cut since Zack Snyder got his. I feel that should just be one and done. Zack Snyder deserved to release his vision of Justice League. And that should be it. Yeah. What I think should happen with movies is that directors should have their their final say on, like, with filming and everything. They should have, like, they should be able to do it like a director's cut and then that's what they can could get released to streaming and then they have like the Ooh. theatrical release that'd be super dope because yeah you never yeah, see director's cuts anymore yeah and so it like have it be like maybe a studio executive um comes and is like okay for example like let's say James Gunn directed something, and or like with Suicide Squad, for example. So like let's say that he films, does everything with that he needs to do with uh, Suicide Squad. He takes the footage that was filmed, creates his like his vision, his full vision. Gets all of that stuff like edited, looked nice, and then does like, or then the studio comes in and like has him cut it down to whatever the theatrical timeline is. And so he gets his like his full cut, whether it be like four hours, six hours, and then that gets released on streaming. And then, hmm. like, their theatrical release just gets, like, the theatrical release. And so, like, viewers can choose what to watch. That would be super interesting. Not gonna lie. Yeah, I know that I'm that was just a really that. long-winded way of ex- of saying the <laughs> director's cut. <laughs> but but you were so like, articulate about it, though. I know, so it's it just it the way that I... The way that I view it like the director's cuts were never really all that different do you want to see like uh, uh there's one that i feel is like makes it a whole different movie uh halloween six really yeah mm-hmm. is that the one with buster rhymes no that's halloween resurrection no halloween okay. six is it's the uh one that was the unfortunately the final performance of Donald Pleasance as Doctor Loomis. He sadly passed away soon after they finished filming. Um, but so Halloween Six is uh, like the third movie in the Thorn trilogy, like Halloween Four, Five, and Six. Um, and then after that, they kind of just rebooted it with Halloween H two O. But yeah, just like I want to say, like like both endings are just like completely different. Like it, uh. it feels like a whole different movie. <laughs> yeah, that's what I want. I want like the director's cut, and I want it to feel like a different movie. Like that's where fair. the where the theatrical cut could be like 
hour 45, two hour long movie. I want a director's cut that's like five hours. <laughs> Obviously broken up to, into chapters. So it's like a little easier really to consume. Smart. That was actually a really smart move on Snyder's part. Splitting in the Dude, parts. Dude, right? That was genius. I feel it makes it a lot easier to digest. Oh yeah, absolutely. But yeah, he was talking about it. Um, I think he he was doing an interview. I forget with who. I think it was like IGN or something. Um, but he was saying that there is like a six-hour cut of Justice League. It's just the what he released. The four-hour cut. It was his favorite. Well, damn it, Snyder! Now I gotta see what the other <laughs> two hours had in store for us. Release the six-hour cut. <laughs> <laughs> Or, no, here we go. Release the Snyder Cut point five. Yes. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> but, yeah, it's just, like, that's what I would I would want. I would want a director's cut where it's however long they, they want it to be. And then they're, like, able to cut, like, if they want it to be six hours, release the six-hour version. If they want it four hours four hour like whatever amount of time they they feel is enough to tell the story that they wanted told i want that cut like i always want that cut and then i, I want like the theatrical cut so it's like oh i'm in the mood like with suicide squad it's like oh i'm in the mood to watch suicide squad but i don't want to sit down for six hours like that's the one you watch with friends yeah, fair I enough. mean, unless you're freaking both movie nuts like us, then we'd probably end up watching the six-hour <laughs> cut together. <laughs> Hell, we'd we'd watch both back to back. I mean, come on, probably. Yeah. But honestly, yeah. after I finished the Snyder cut, I was tempted to go back and watch uh, Whedon's cut of Justice League just to be like, "Eh, I'm so glad that got taken out. Oh my gosh, I'm glad that got taken out." <laughs> Or like, oh, that makes so much more sense than since it was actually given more in-depth, uh, uh, like building and just yeah, yeah, exactly. But anyway, we got on a a really long tangent. <laughs> but you know what? That's okay, considering Funko Focus is all we got <laughs> when it comes to news this week. Yeah, and. I mean, it was also still long considering next week is we're going to be talking about that or Zack Snyder's Justice League. <laughs> That's true. So here, there you go, guys. There's your teaser for next week's episode. Yep, we're going to have quite a bit to say. <laughs> yes. Um, were there any other uh, pops that you wanted to talk about with Funko Focus? Yeah, there was just one, just because I didn't, I don't really know what to talk about with the collector core box other than the theme okay um but they released for falcon and the winter soldier the john f walker figure and the character everyone sorry i, I just gotta yeah. say it's the character that everyone hates if they haven't read the comic books just saying yep. <laughs> you're supposed to hate him people that's the point yeah he's supposed to be a bad guy <laughs> and Riot, Wyatt Russell, right? 
uh, yeah, Wyatt. He is doing an amazing job. Oh my gosh, I hate him, but I love it. <laughs> yeah, you know he's doing a damn good job when you hate him as much as we do. <laughs> like, uh, I would never we... throw the shade at Wyatt. I'm throwing the shade at John Walker. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, because... I just didn't think that Wyatt could pull off this kind of role after, because I've only seen him in 22 Jump Street. And so, like, seeing him go from that to this is, like, a completely change of character. But I love it so much, and he's, oh, he's killing it so far. Yeah, he's doing really good. Did you know that he auditioned for Captain America originally? Yeah, even before Chris Evans. I saw that. Yeah. That's that's wild. That is very wild. <laughs> In an alternate reality, we would be hating on Chris Evans. <laughs> I mean, but you also have to think, if that was the case, the only uh, superhero movie he would have ever done would be Fantastic Four, most likely. And so, like, the hatred might have been warranted for some people. Because there's a lot of people that hate those movies. I don't hate them. I, I mean... I don't know. I I actually really enjoy the first Fantastic Four. The second one's kind of just the second one's fine, um, but especially his performance. Yeah, it's in there, it's fan really it's fan four stick that we hate. Yeah, ex- exactly. Because that's not the Fantastic Four. As, mu- no. as campy as the first original two are, it still feels like the Fantastic Four. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's a really, really good point. <laughs> But, yeah, this John Walker, like, it's such a tough position to be in because it's like you want, like, you understand, like, I understand that the need for that, for the world to need a Captain America. Yeah. But it's also, like, as Captain America as a symbol, and then it's like, like, they just want to resurrect Captain America. Like they're just trying to give the world hope again. So they need a new Captain America. And it's just like good intentions. I mean, I think behind Captain America, we'll find out. (laughs) Yeah. And then it's, he's like an asshole too. (laughs) Like he's not really an asshole. Like that's what sucks. Cause he's just, he seems so gen. Oh my gosh. I'm going to get into it. The John Walker character, like the figure, is just him and his his version of the Captain America outfit, uh, c- carrying the shield. Super cool. Go check it out. It'll be on a on an Instagram post. The character hit itself, like of he is like like he's an army dude, kind of a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Like, he's a little on the... Like, I wouldn't even say he's cocky. Maybe a little bit. Actually, yeah. He is. He's he's definitely cocky. Dude, I need to find a... Like, we need to figure something out to get this, like... Uh, Disney Plus series angst out of us. Oh... <laughs> <laughs> uh. Dude, did you see that? Um, okay, so you know the uh, doll that he signs for one of the fans when he first comes out as Cap, Cap. Uh, sorry, the new Captain America. Yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't deserve Cap. I'm sorry. He's just the new Captain America. 
Um, but they're actually releasing a uh, uh, action figure that comes in the exact same packaging for him. Like looks exactly oh, that's cool. the same. Yeah, I was like, that's that's pretty freaking cool. Too bad you know they don't all come signed by Wyatt Russell. That'd be super dope. I wouldn't even care if it was like mass printed. It would still be a cool kind of like fun collector's thing. That would be super cool. Yeah. Gosh, could you imagine, dude? I I feel like I would take it as far as like buying that that toy. And then getting him to sign it at like a Comic Con or something. <laughs> He's just like, oh, great, this again. <laughs> Gosh, I'd be such a loser. Um, but yeah, like, we need to figure something out to like get this angst out. Because we like, we love Marvel and it's just focusing on movies. <laughs> Like we we decided like when we started this we weren't going to do shows, and oh, now yeah, it's like it. coming yeah, yeah it's like coming to bite us in the ass <laughs> yeah damn it but. well okay hear me out with this here's an idea okay so you know how every fifty episodes we do a video game right right how about every twenty five episodes we do a TV show. That's not bad. <laughs> I I don't hate that. So it's so it would be like every twenty. So it would be like if because uh, what episode we're on one sixty episode one sixty four right now. Yeah. So like say if we were to do this like episode like one seventy five, let's say we would uh, break down a uh, Wandavision as a series. Okay, then the, what about the fifty? Would we still do, or We'd like still when do we a get video so game. it'd be one seventy five, and then once we get to two hundred, do a video game. Yeah, and then two two twenty five, we do another show, show. and then two fifty, another video game. Yeah. Speaking of which, we have, or we're two sixty four. We have not a super long time to f- figure out what video game we're doing next. Oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, we definitely need to start putting our heads together for that one. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. My thought process, too, is just, like, what happens when these shows run out? <laughs> okay, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. We'll, we'll, we'll figure something out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We'll get back to you guys. Yeah. Maybe that's what we'll use. So we, uh, just in case you guys didn't know, we are on uh, Stereo, the Stereo app. Stereo. So, whatever. Jesus, <laughs> oh my goodness. We are on that app, and we're trying to figure out what to do with it now. And so yeah. maybe this is where we get our Marvel angst out. Ooh, okay. I'd be down for that. Yeah, maybe you'll just like go and chat about the episodes when it comes out week to week. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah, I think that'd be super cool. I mean, I'm not saying like we we should ever like do um 
but say in the future if we wanted to we could actually make those kind of episodes like just like little um episodes of us talking about like say like a certain episode of a marvel show uh like for like patreon exclusives kind of like what i've seen other podcasts Ooh. do like uh that's Brucker, an idea Brucker with um film on the rocks and I'm, i don't know if he's going to do anything for uh autopsy of a horror film but there's always that idea that is an idea and i'm not hating that idea yes we'll talk about it yeah <laughs> anyway john walker cool figure i'm just gonna leave it at that <laughs> <laughs> or attempt to just leave it at that yeah. <laughs> probably bitch about it once we're done recording <laughs> probably all right, so that concludes not only Funko Focus, but also 4K Spotlight and Through the Wall. Because like we said, we don't got anything to talk about with either of those. Um, so we will be jumping into our All Bros headliner of the week, which will be our breakdown of Godzilla vs. Kong. Caleb, what do you say we jump right into it? Let's get into it trying to spice it up because we always say like let's do it i like it (laughs) (laughs) all right so godzilla versus kong that's what we're breaking down this week but Caleb, first, do you want to tell our viewers how we break down a movie here on the All Bros Podcast? Yes, I would. Um, Quick question for you, though. Yes. Do you want... So because we did a Team Kong versus Team Godzilla question of the week, mm-hmm. should we talk about that at the end? Or should I'd we talk about that at the beginning? Hmm. Or should we do that now? I'm down either way. But it's just... We could tell everyone who's right and who's wrong (laughs) if we do it at the end. (laughs) Then maybe we should save it for the end. Alright, let's save it for the end. Okay. Uh, Anyway, um, if you guys are new to our breakdown system, we've split movies into eight different categories that we individually grade to come to a final All Bros letter grade. Um, the eight categories that we score are story, writing, acting, character development, effects, music, costumes, and then at the end we give it our own personal grade. Um, and then all of that math adds up gives us an average, and then that average gets converted into uh, a schoolhouse letter grade. Uh, So, without further ado, Rose is going to spoil the entire freaking movie for you. So if you don't want to know who won, do not listen to this podcast yet, or this episode, whatever. Yeah. Or, well, well, hold up, hold up. Like, listen to this episode... After you watch the movie. (laughs) Okay, yeah, see, there we go. Sorry, thank you for catching that. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. So, we're going to start off with story, and Rose is going to grace us with a little segment we like to call Reading with Rose. 
with two E's. Uh-huh. All right, here we go. All right, five years after Godzilla defeated King Ghidorah, Kong is monitored by monitored by monarch with a within a giant dome on Skull Island. Kong is visited by Gia, the last Iwi native, and Kong expert Elaine Andrews' adopted daughter, who is deaf and communicates with Kong via sign language. Bernie Hayes, an employee of Apex Cybernetics and host of a Titan Conspiracy Theory podcast, extracts data suggesting sinister activities at a Penis... Penis... Wow. Peniscola facility. However, Godzilla unexpectedly attacks the facility during the rampage. Bernie stumbles on a massive device... Massive... Wow, I am mm, failing at these sentences. Okay, I'm going to... I'm going to start that over. However, Godzilla unexpectedly attacks the facility. Yeah, attacks the facility. During the rampage, Bernie stumbles on a massive device. Wow. Reading with Rose. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) Dude, I need to get someone to make like a little tune. And then I can like add in the little like reading with Rose tune when you're struggling this hard. (laughs) Dude, so good. It's so great. Uh, Madison Russell, a fan of Bernie's podcasts, enlists her friend Josh to investigate Godzilla's attacks. Apex CEO Walter Simmons recruits Nathan Lind, a hollow earth, earth wow, theorist, to guide a search for a power source into the hollow earth, the homeworld of the Titans. Nathan is initially hesitant as his brother died on an expedition to hollow earth owing to a strong reverse gravitational effect. He agrees after Walter reveals that Apex has developed HEAVs, specialized crafts able to withstand the pressure exerted by the gravity field. Nathan meets with Elaine and convinces her to let Kong guide them through the hollow earth via an outpost in Antarctica. Nathan, Elaine, and Apex, and an Apex team led by Walter's daughter, Maya, board a modified barge escorted by the U.S. Navy that carries a sedated and restrained Kong. Godzilla attacks the convoy and defeats Kong, but retreats after the ships disable their power and trick him into thinking they are destroyed. To avoid alerting Godzilla, Kong is airlifted to the Hollow Earth entrance, and Gia convinces him to enter the tunnel while the team follows him in the HEAVs. Madison and Josh find Bernie, who joins their investigation. They sneak into the wrecked Apex base, discover a secret facility underground, and are inadvertently locked into an underground monorail transport to an Apex facility in Hong Kong. There, they unwittingly stumble on a test of Mechagodzilla, who is telepathically controlled by Ren Zerawa, the son of the late Ishiro Serizawa. I'm going to butcher these. I'm so sorry. Uh, Ishiro (laughs) Serizawa through the neural networks from a severed head of Ghidorah, but is hobbled by its power supplies limitations. Walter intends to harness the Hollow Earth's energy to overcome Mechagodzilla's limitations. Inside Hollow Earth, Kong and the team find an ecosystem similar to Skull Island. They discover his species' ancestral throne room, where they find remains of an ancient war with Godzilla's kind and a glowing axe made from from another Godzilla's dorsal plates. As they find the power source, the Apex team sends its signature back to their... Hong Kong base despite Elaine's protests. 
Attracted by Mechagodzilla's activation, Godzilla arrives in Hong Kong, and sensing Kong, he directly drills a shaft to the throne room with his automatic breath. Atom- wow, automatic breath. Atomic <laughs> breath. <laughs> I think that's my worst one. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was... <laughs> That was pretty good. <laughs> wow. All right. In the ensuing mayhem, Maya and the Apex team are killed while attempting to escape the Hollow Earth from their HEAV. Kong, Elaine, Gia, and Nathan ascend to Hong Kong, where Godzilla and Kong battle. Using the axe, Kong initially overpowers Godzilla, but is once again defeated. Madison, Josh, and Bernie are caught by security and taken to Walter. Despite Ren's concerns over the power source's volatility, Walter orders him to activate Mechagodzilla. Consequently, Ghidorah's consciousness possesses the Mecha, kills Walter, and electrocutes Ren, and then attacks Hong Kong. Godzilla and Mechagodzilla battle, but Godzilla is overwhelmed. Nathan revives Kong by destroying the HEAV, and Gia convinces him to help Godzilla. As Mechagodzilla overpowers both Titans, Josh short-circuits Mechagodzilla's controls with Bernie's flask of liquor, stalling the robot. Godzilla supercharges the axe with his atomic breath, allowing Kong to destroy Mechagodzilla. Madison, Bernie, and Josh reunite with Mark Russell, while Godzilla and Kong acknowledge each other before going their separate ways. Sometime later, Monarch has established an observation post in the Hollow Earth, where Kong now rules. <sighs> Why the... Uh... This was... Okay. This was a decent movie. Like, overall. The individual aspects of it suffer a bit. <laughs> That's right. I mean, so far, this is my favorite... Uh, oh, what is it? A uh, legendary monster movie. I loved this one. Yeah, like this is easily one of my favorites too. Um, it's it's definitely a shut your brain off movie, but I feel you should kind of expect that from a Godzilla or Kong movie, unless you're talking about Peter Jackson. Well, okay, maybe not like a Kong movie because you know we do have Peter Jackson's King Kong, but Godzilla movies definitely. Yeah, it's just. Massive amounts of destruction. So and beautiful. Yeah, it's like shut your brain off. Watch some big ass creatures beat the living shit out of each other. It's a good time. It's a it's a decent time. The 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 human characters. It was really hard to give a shit about them. It really was, and I mean, on I'll give them this. I did like the human characters here probably more than I did from King of the Monsters, because uh, I don't know for some reason I didn't really didn't like those characters at all. Um, but on I feel with the story, the the way that I look at it, the uh, the meeting the meeting up of Godzilla and Kong makes sense that you know. If Kong leaves Skull Island, Godzilla will be able to find him like that, which he does. It makes uh, every single time that they fought, it made sense. Um, 
Yes, like the sto- I mean, the storyline with the character uh, with the human characters, you really don't give a shit about. Like, you don't come to these movies for that kind of shit. But when it came to like actual like character development, with not really character development, but like the story between Godzilla and Kong, their um, rivalry, I don't know. Just I I feel it flowed very well. Yeah, it, so we ended up giving the story a 75, which it's not, like, top of the line, obviously, but it's not, like, absolutely awful either. Um, It's kind it's of... no cats. Yeah, it's, like, right below Wonder Woman 1984. Okay. Um, That movie's sitting at a 76. Oh, damn. Or, or that's, yeah. uh, that's what the, the story is writing. Oh, okay. Is, is I was gonna say, like, damn. Sorry, not the not well. the overall percentage. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, the story for Wonder Woman. It's it's pretty pretty equal, but I think this one was just a little bit lower because it was so basic and the human characters you could give two shits about. Um I will say this the surrogate or the adopted mother of what's her face, Gia. Yeah. The little girl. Horrible, horrible parent. <laughs> I'll give you that. Yeah, she honestly, she's a better parent to Kong than she is to her adopted daughter. Yeah, and it's not like she mistreats her or anything. She was just kind of allowed to be around, first of all, a titan. Yeah, like the fact that she, her mother doesn't keep a close watch, like say like when she just wakes up and goes to see Kong while they're on the boat. Uh, yeah, shouldn't you guys be sleeping in the same room and, you know, like shouldn't you be monitoring her very closely? Because you know that her and, Go- uh, not Godzilla, I'm sorry, her and Kong are pretty tight. Yeah, and it's like she didn't even like, there was a lot of shit like that that was just kind of like really stood out. Like for that example, like that for example, the the fact that she was able to communicate with Kong through sign language, I mean, and I, I, she and the I'm mother didn't me. know. Oh, okay, no, okay. like it, that worked for me. Like I understood that he was able to communicate through sign language. That didn't bother me at all. It the the thing that bothered me is that the mother didn't know. Yeah, it's like how can you not know that? He is a big ass freaking. Monkey. <laughs> and you know what that means? That says to me is that Gia is able to go off on her own <laughs> and be with Kong. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> and then, like, another thing, she was able to get into this highly exp- it's, like I don't even know if it was like properly tested. She jumped into this uh, HEAV, which is just like a floating. It's just a floating excavation thing. Travel to Hollow Earth, and the way that they travel to Hollow Earth is they have to travel a thousand miles per hour, and then the gravity suddenly inverts itself. And this is a dangerous ass mission, and she just kind of jumps on. There was no like discussion about whether or not she was getting on. It just she does. Like th- this was 
this was the most arguments because they were talking about, oh, she needs to come with us to Hollow Earth. The the mother's just like, no, that's dangerous. And they're like, she's the only one that communicate with Kong. Hmm, guess that makes sense. And then nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, well, you when you put it that way, okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> I'd be like, uh, duh, but you just say. <laughs> Oh, it's man. just like little shit like that. And also moving on from like the Kong aspect of it, the whatever Millie Bobby Brown's character was doing. Uh, can you yeah, say the security in that place was shit? <laughs> yeah. Okay, really quickly, I want I want to get your opinion cuz so I saw this with uh my coworker slash a good buddy uh, JC and um he pointed out that the whole Millie Bobby Brown and that whole uh, story arc with her, honestly, you could take that out and it really wouldn't affect the story. It's literally only in there just because they needed a recurring character from Godzilla movies that they've uh, that they've done with Legendary. Because they already had recurring ones from Kong Skull Island, they needed the same with Godzilla. Honestly, I don't even think that that was their purpose. It's just we didn't they need like they did they absolutely did need someone to tell Godzilla's side. Yeah. But it's just like it made sense that the people from Skull Island, which I don't even know if I don't even remember if those characters were from Skull Island. I don't remember. Honestly, I've only seen Kong Skull Island once. Yeah, because I remember Tom Hiddleston being in that and Brie Larson being in it. I don't remember oh, yeah. the, the mother. Yeah, I think you're right. Wow, my memory sucks. Yeah, so they had someone to tell Kong's story, what was happening with Kong, and follow along them. They had no one to tell Godzilla's because Godzilla was just kind of off doing his own thing. I feel that... It... I don't know, I feel it kind of worked, because even though this movie is called Godzilla vs. Kong, it is technically kind of a Kong movie, because they're following uh, a certain suit here, because we started with Godzilla, then it went to Kong Skull Island, then to Godzilla King of the Monsters, and now we're at Godzilla vs. Kong, so it would make sense that this one, even though it's a versus movie, it's kind of more like actual like story focused on Kong. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Like, it wasn't necessarily that that bothered me. It's just, no, it's there's just... a lot of unnecessary. Like you said, you could pluck Millie Bobby Brown out of there and still tell a, or the story. If... Like, no impact. She was there to show us what was going on behind yeah the scenes and yeah. introduce us to Mecha Godzilla so it wasn't like Mecha Godzilla just kind of pounds out of the <laughs> the mountain and just like Bleh. could you imagine that would have been actually a cool ass surprise that what well, that oh my gosh dude i would have shit myself if they were just like surprise mother trucker <laughs> <laughs> mecha godzilla <laughs> Do honestly, I feel I feel it's probably because uh, Millie Bobby Brown was like contracted to be in a certain amount of these movies, and so they're just like, yeah, we kind of have to write her into this one. Yeah, because Godzilla's in the title, we have to have her in it. 
Yeah, there was some cool shit though. Like when Mechagodzilla um kind of becomes sentient with uh Ghidorah's essence or life or whatever. That yeah. was a little bit confusing. Like why did yeah. Mechagodzilla kind of go into autopilot mode? That's but fair. But that was a a badass scene. Oh yeah. Like Dude, so all the, the fight scenes were awesome. Yeah, so like the uh what I loved is that the the CEO or like the head of whoever's heading up the Apex uh company he was talking to Millie Bobby Brown and their little group of exposition and <laughs> and uh so while he was talking there was something that ha- like I think it was just the power source just became too much and Mecha Godzilla became sentient, and then you see Mecha Godzilla in the back, like starting to move towards him. Like that was terrifying. That was so awesome. Yeah, I oh. like when that was happening. I'm like, oh, he's effed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. so cool though. Um. Another thing that this movie was supposed to be, there was supposed to be a clear winner. And I think we talked about it a little bit. Um, I don't think that there was a clear winner. I'm sorry. I got to disagree with you there. Okay. Listen to my logic on this one, though. Okay. All right. So, round one, Kong versus Godzilla. I think we can both agree Godzilla won that round. Oh, yeah. Hands down. Because God's, or Kong was in the middle of the freaking ocean. He was at a, a major disadvantage. They yeah. like, they had to basically trick Godzilla into going away. Which I don't even think they really did. Because he, like, snarled at Kong. That was kind of like... A, that was kind of stupid. Just like, oh, yeah, let's just shut everything off and, like, make him think that... He destroyed everything. I don't know, I think Godzilla's smarter than that. Yeah. <laughs> I think if there's anything, it's proven that Godzilla's smarter than that. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, and then they go on, like, the adventure to Hollow Earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, child endangerment and all that fun stuff. <laughs> then round two is in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. And Godzilla just decides to shoot a hole straight through the earth. I actually put, you know what? Me and JC were talking about that today at work. Uh, I, I promise we do do work, but you know, like sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, we were talking about, cause he, that kind of bugged him for some reason. He's just like, you know what? If Godzilla hadn't have had to blast that hole, uh, that deep, he wouldn't have been like super winded. Like when Mecha Godzilla came in, and you know, like he would have been like able to get more atomic breath out. And I feel it is totally a plot convenience because they did not know how else to get uh, Kong to uh, Hong Kong for him and Godzilla <laughs> to <laughs> fight each other. Dude, there. Straight up, straight They're up. They're okay. How like, do we get the... him here? Let's have him Dude, blast that was a hole in the the ground. There we go. That was something Brielle was asking. She's like, okay, so they go through this weird portal to get there. How are they going to get back? <laughs> yeah. And it's I'm like, honestly a plot device. Yep. 
they kind of dug themselves a hole. So they're like, oh, shit, how do we get – how the hell do we actually get these two to fight <laughs> like in the finale? their way out of it. <laughs> yep. That's the Godzilla way. Yeah, which I think is an- is another freaking horseshit thing. <laughs> what? No, dude, Atomic Breath is awesome, and it makes sense. Fight yeah. me. Also, like, I want to discuss really quick the pressure. So the purpose of the HEAVs, or what do they call them, heaves? Yeah, he- heaves, I think so. Yeah. So the purpose of the heaves were to protect the pilots or anyone in there from the pressure of going down that far. Yes. How in the ever-living shit were they able to get out without immediately getting crushed? Yeah, you know, I actually thought that not, like, when they were actually just, like, in the ship, but, yeah, when they, like, opened the door, you see them with no helmets, just, like, just like a plain suit, and I'm just like, seriously? So you guys build up this whole idea that, oh, you need these certain vehicles to survive down here, but yet you don't need special suits or helmets for it? Mostly helmets. Yeah. I mean, the helmets, you could just honestly say, oh, there's oxygen everywhere. I mean, fair. But, like, but the, the pressure, costumes, the pressurization. Yeah. Like, nah. <laughs> and let alone that, you freaking let a little girl kind of walk around, do what... The, child endangerment was a big issue for this movie. <laughs> uh, the dad side is really coming out in Caleb right now. <laughs> Dude, it, it, it straight up, it, like, it, it definitely starts to show in movies like this. I'm just like, <laughs> where are your parents? <laughs> oh, that's right, she's putting you in danger. Oh, man. Um. Yeah, Brielle okay. was asking that a lot. She just like, because I wasn't even thinking about it. She pointed out she's just like, what, how they're just able to get out. Like they don't have yeah, any special equipment or anything, and I'm like, guess not. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um. Yeah, I'm trying okay, to so... think of like one other thing. There was one other thing that pissed me off. So you go on. Well, no, you were saying how you feel there wasn't a definitive winner. With... Oh, oh, yeah, that's right, that's right. Yeah. Okay, so round one went to Godzilla. Yeah. Round Fairly. two, which was in Hong Kong, and this was like the introduction to the axe and everything, I feel that went to Kong. Fair. I'm sorry, I keep bringing up JC in this episode, but he's like literally, he's the biggest Godzilla fan I've ever met, so... Um, but he pointed Dude, we out should that have had him on. I know. I thought of it like at the last minute. I'm like, damn it. Um, but uh, he pointed out a good point that after technically Kong wins, Godzilla never really fell down. He kind of just like turned around and then started round three. So it's kind of just like a quick breather. It counts. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> but still. Taking a breather starts a new round. <laughs> okay, but if... I think we can all agree... I can, you better agree that round three went to Godzilla. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, round okay. three, I absolutely believe that it went to Godzilla. 
Okay. Because Kong was on the verge of death, and if they didn't have those plot convenience heaves, uh, he would have died. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because Godzilla was ready to just smush his chest in. Yeah. But what throws me is that after that, Mecha Godzilla comes pounding out of the mountain and starts taking on Godzilla, and Godzilla starts getting his ass whooped. Yes, but I feel that's just because he's still kind of like, because of how much atomic uh, breath he had to use to drill, blast that hole into the ground just so Kong could come up to Hong Kong. I feel that's why he's so still so winded. Is that something he has to charge like that? I never understood that. Like, I thought that I was something so. that See, they yeah, just like. I don't know a lot about Godzilla. Damn, we really should have had JC on this episode. Damn it. I'm sorry, man. I should have asked him. Yeah. Maybe we'll do like a Godzilla versus, or like another Godzilla versus Kong, but do like the the first one. I like the one where Kong shoves the tree down Godzilla's throat. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure he would love to do that one, actually. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to get him on. Yeah. Or oh, maybe we'll, we can do like a. Uh... Oh, shit. I don't know how we're going to do that. I was going to say showdown, but. We'll figure so. we we'll figure a way off. to get him on here involving Godzilla. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, I, I don't understand if he if that's something he has to charge up. I feel like it was just something like a bunch of people came and like were bombing him. And it was, like maybe that was like charging Godzilla. I mean, yeah. Well, because I mean, you know, like kind of the whole story with how Godzilla is technically the sim- hes the symbol of the atomic bomb. No. Oh, so I didn't know this either. <laughs> I swear, I get schooled with Godzilla stuff from JC. But so Godzilla is supposed to represent the atomic bomb that went off in Hiroshima. Okay. Because Godzilla is set on destroying Japan. And so technically, he's it's supposed to be kind of... What, what's the word here? Um, I don't know the word. I don't know the word here. A, I, not really a symbol. But it's just, yeah, like nuclear radiation, that kind of shit. Yeah, Godzilla feeds off that stuff. Oh, okay. Alright, I kind of see where you're going with that. Yeah. Still, I feel like it's just very inconsistent. <laughs> like you said, kind of a plot convenience. Hey, he's like, oh, I have to charge this up. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think he was getting his ass whooped by Mechagodzilla. And then Kong comes in and helps whoop Mechagodzilla. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the winner was a little inconclusive. <laughs> See, this, okay, so this this is how I look at it. Okay, so to me, Godzilla clearly won because literally Kong was, like you said, on the verge of death. Literally, the only reason that Godzilla basically didn't kill Kong is because, you know, Mecha Godzilla. But anyway, the fact that um, when Godzilla is getting his ass kicked by uh, Mecha Godzilla and, was her name, Gia? Yeah. 
is telling Kong, hey, you know, Godzilla isn't your enemy. That is. And so when Kong decides to, you know, help Godzilla, you know, freaking rips the head off of Mechagodzilla, which is oh, such an awesome scene. I freaking loved it. I feel that even though, like, that's Mechagodzilla, that does not count as Godzilla. So technically, and and I feel um, because, I mean, it, and it kind of showcased in the story that they have a mutual understanding now. The fact that uh, Kong saved Godzilla, and so it's just like, hey, okay, you know what? You saved my ass. I'm just going to leave you be. Let, let's just go our separate ways, and we'll call... I don't know if they're going to call I it I wasn't true. saying like that because he beat Mechagodzilla that that counts as him beating okay. Godzilla. I was more... It's more like the rock, paper, scissors. Okay. Like, Godzilla beats Kong, Kong beats Mechazilla, and Mechazilla beats Godzilla. <laughs> okay, that's fair. I, I, I don't know. I, I feel Godzilla clearly won. When when at the end, just to me, like when it just comes to those three rounds that just Godzilla and Kong had, like you said, the fact that Godzilla literally had Kong on his deathbed if he would have stepped any harder on his chest. Um, yeah, yeah. Honestly, thinking through this, like Kong gets his ass whooped a lot. He, do honestly, that part, okay, so in the first fight, when Godzilla is literally dragging him down in the water, I felt freaking bad for Kong, and, like, when he, like, comes up and is just throwing up water, I'm like, damn. Yeah, but you also gotta, like, think about this with, if they didn't drop those depth charges, that would have been the end of the movie. Yeah, true. Like the humans true. always kind of had to come in with an assist for for Kong. Yeah, that's true. And then like same when they were in Hollow Earth and they were getting attacked by that weird like dragon snake. Mm-hmm. And the uh, like the snake kind of wrapped his wing around Kong's face and then they oh, like yeah. bombed the snake and then he's like rips it off and then does his thing like rips it in half and So and Kong's kind of cheating. Like, yeah, a little bit. I'm just like, hey, I got these little tiny monkeys doing <laughs> some of the work for me. Oh, <laughs> uh, Godzilla's doing it all by himself. What the hell? <laughs> yeah. So I guess that's an argument you can make too. Okay. I guess my argument wasn't really that strong. But no, so, honestly, okay. I, I can get, I can go with Godzilla being the ultimate winner. But I mean, even though I feel like. Yeah, Godzilla definitely won. It like it was such a brutal fight each round. Like, gosh damn, that was a fair fight. And both rounds, I feel, were close, or all three rounds, especially the last two. I think the first round was a little unfair. <laughs> yeah, with yeah, cause, you know Godzilla's main territorial thing is water. So yeah, he definitely. Had, it's kind of like um. Yeah, it's the last two rounds were pretty. It's neck and neck. <laughs> It it would literally be. I know I reference this movie so much. It's like Freddy versus Jason. Like say, you know, you bring they're fighting underwater. Of course, Jason's gonna have the advantage because he was drowned in water. He turns so. into Bane. He's just oh like... gosh! <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! That'd be so like funny. Was... 
That's like I was born in the dark. <laughs> I didn't see the light until I was a man. <laughs> oh, my <God. laughs> oh, my gosh. I mean, that's probably true for Jason, considering... Yeah, that basically is true. He didn't, I mean, I don't know how old he was when uh, he came back to Camp Crystal Lake in Friday the 13th Part 2. Yeah. Which we still need to watch. Need to yes. eventually watch that. Um, but overall, seventy-five is a pretty decent score for the story. Yeah, like there's I mean, just it's just plot hole after plot hole after plot hole. Yeah, but you don't go in for the plot. You go in to see some big ass creatures kick the living shit out of each other. And if that's all you're looking for, you're gonna get it. I I feel with any Godzilla movie, that's what you want, and. Trust me, you guys are going to get that with this movie. Yeah. It's like, you want to see some big-ass monkeys beating the shit out of each other? Or lizards and monkeys? You watch Godzilla vs. Kong. Bam. Or is this Kong vs. Godzilla? No, it's Godzilla vs. Kong. Godzilla vs. Kong? Okay, cool. Yeah, it's I feel like the same thing. If you, watch, to if, you want, if you just want to watch some ripped ass dudes drive some fast cars you watch fast and furious <laughs> okay i'm sorry i just got to point out one thing okay so i saw this in uh theaters this was the first movie i saw back at, at the movies amazing saw it next d oh my gosh but anyway um one of the trailers that show uh they showed was the are they on is it nine or ten that they're on right now i think it's nine <laughs> it's nine okay they showcase uh, how they're able to shoot a tow rope or whatever from the front of a ca- the car, and it attaches on the ledge, and they're able to swing the front of the car around. And I-, I lean over to JC. I'm just like, oh, okay, so a car can now be Spider-Man? <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, that uh, such he- bullshit. <laughs> it is because he's, and then he's just like, yeah, that front of that car would have been ripped off like that. I'm like, exactly. I swear, you have to obey all the laws of physics with cars when it comes to the Fast and Furious films. Yeah, and they don't. <laughs> it's just whatever the hell they feel like following. And if I hear family one more gosh damn time in those movies, <laughs> I'm going to lose my shit. <laughs> uh. And I'm sorry, like, I like John Cena, but I'm sorry, I don't like him in that role. Like, I can't wait to see him in the Suicide Squad. That looks like he's going to be freaking fantastic. But, I don't know, him and Vin Diesel's brother seems stupid to me. Yeah. It's super dumb. Sorry, I didn't mean to get off on tangent. (laughs) No, you're good. Okay. It still counts. It was a preview with this movie, so. Yeah. Um... All right, moving on over to writing, we ended up giving this a 66.5. So it is significantly lower than the story. Yeah. When and yeah, when you really think yeah. about all the character writing, all the dialogue, it's really not that good. I mean, when they're talking uh what's her name, Elaine, whenever she's like talking about like, you know, like, oh, why Kong needs to be on Skull Island, you know, why if him and Godzilla ever got together, it would be horrible because neither would surrender. It'd be a fight to the death. You know, neither is going to concede, not concede, bow to the other one. Um, and so I, 
like honestly everything that she, like when they talked about like how Kong is on Skull Island and all that stuff that was decent dialogue um but I don't yeah, know yeah they had some decent dialogue like occasionally it's yeah. just the Godzilla like I'm just going to call them the Kong team and the Godzilla team there we the go the Godzilla that team like like you said you could take them out of the movie completely same result yeah they were there purely for exposition and their writing was like was okay. It was just wasn't wasn't super great. I feel like you could take most of it out. You really could, especially um. I know, like his his mostly had to do with story. I forget his character's name. He played uh Detective Mike in a Child's Play, the remake. Oh yeah, uh, Bernie. Bernie. I thought most of his dialogue was just kind of out, not out there, but I don't know, just, they tried to make it, like, funny, and, I don't know, for for the most part, his writing just didn't work for me. Yeah, failed pretty miserably. And it sucks, Uh, because, I mean, we'll get to acting, but, like, that guy's actually a good actor, so it sucks the writing's bad for him. Yeah, he's an amazing actor, it's just... I feel Poor like character writing. Yeah, they didn't really f- care that much. It didn't feel like they cared that much about it in this movie. Yeah, like I said, this like is this more movie could have just movie. seriously been fully CGI with like occasional close-ups of the Godzilla versus Kong fights, and we would have been happy. I probably would have been more happy. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Not gonna lie. So pretty, pretty weak writing, and yeah, but... just child endangerment. I think that was a big uh, writing issue. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, I get it. You got to write a script around a two-hour monster fight. Um, but I don't. I feel the writing could have been stronger. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like. <sighs> Like I said, the child endangerment thing, like, that's a big freaking plot hole. Like, you could have made her an adult. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know how long it's been since uh, between Kong Skull Island and this one. I mean, yeah. in real time, like, it's you like three years, three, four years, but I don't know how it is in actual movie time. Yeah, so, like we said, it's... It's okay. It's the writing works for the movie. It's just yeah. lots of exposition and lots of shit you can take out. Yep. All right, moving on over to acting. I just did everyone as a whole. I did too. There were no standouts. <laughs> Not one. Yeah, and we ended up giving acting a 75. I'll give him this. This is the biggest positive that I have for this movie, acting. So, okay, you know the character Josh, uh, Madison's friend? Yes. Okay. I, okay, he's played by Julian Dennison. In Deadpool 2, I thought he was annoying as hell. I really did not <laughs> like him. In this one, I actually did tolerate him. I didn't mind his character. I thought he was actually... a decent of an actor here so 
that's like the biggest positive I can give for acting is it made me hate an actor less. Yeah. Um, Braille pointed out to me with Millie Bobby Brown, her American accent sounds very nasally. It does. Oh, I can absolutely <laughs> agree with that. Like it always just sound like sounds like her nose is clogged up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can definitely agree with that. But yeah, it's just the acting wasn't anything to write home about. It was good. I feel like there were some reactions that were maybe underdone. Where something crazy was going on that's, and everyone's just fair. like, like, ah. <laughs> when it should have been like how, like Alexander Skarsgård, I feel like he brought his A game to his yeah, screams when he was piloting and he's like, wow. <laughs> like, yeah, he I was, was like, okay. pretty good. I, I thought of Rebecca Hall who played Eileen. She, she was pretty good. She I mean, okay. ho- horrible parent. Horrible parent, absolutely. But she's she's all right. And then Brian Hen. Oh, sorry. Go. I just her acting is very dry. That's fair. Like I feel like you could take her like any character that she's played and mix them up and still have the same character. Okay. And then, like, we talked about Brian Henry. His character was horribly written, and it sucks because he's such a good actor. Yeah. So, and 75. Then we... Like, their performances weren't, like, completely unwatchable. Yeah. Really cool. Okay, they have you like, seen uh, Godzilla, King of the Monsters? Yes. Okay. So, you, you know uh, Mark Russell, uh, M- Madison's dad? Yeah. Okay, so you know how like he played a bi- big part in that movie. D- did you kind of find it annoying that he literally was on screen for like what, like twenty seconds in this movie? Yes, I did. I was like, the for hell? someone monitoring Godzilla, you kind of did a real shit job. <laughs> yeah, like what's the Very point? So. Like I understand that you want to be like make sure that Godzilla isn't like endangering anyone. But it's just like, what's the purpose? Like, you guys can't freaking attack him. Yeah. Like, anytime someone, like, yeah, Brielle was saying that. She's just like, anytime they were, like, shooting missiles or shooting bullets at Godzilla, she's just like, they're just pissing him off. (laughs) (laughs) They're not accomplishing anything. Yeah. It's like, what'd you guys expect to happen? He'd, He'd come in peace. Yeah, it's just like the oh, pilots on those missions, you kind of have to be like, okay, what are you hoping to accomplish? Yeah, exactly. It's just like they look at a list and they're just like, all right, that guy pisses me off. Hey, you're flying the next Godzilla mission. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. But that's suicide. Yep. That's the <laughs> point. It's like, well, next time you won't eat shit that's labeled... <laughs> Or John in the uh, fridge. Well, well, yeah. Huh? Hmm? <laughs> oh, man. It's like, respect the nick or respect the sticky note. <laughs> exactly. For real, though. 
Can we appreciate the company fridge, people? Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, but eh, acting was nothing to write home about. It was, no. it was all right. Like, like I, like I said, it was watchable. Just didn't wasn't anything Oscar worthy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next up, we got character development. Which I mean, I just did Godzilla and Kong. <laughs> yeah, it's literally what I did too. Who gives a shit about the human characters? Yeah, we ended up giving this one a sixty-seven point five. I mean, so, like I kind of said, like, this is definitely, it feels more like a Kong movie just because of the order that they're going in. So Godzilla really doesn't, like, get any character development in here. He's kind of just Godzilla. Um, But, I mean, I feel Kong actually does get a decent amount, like him actually discovering where his ancestors came from. He actually discovers his homeland. Um, You know, like, that shit was actually pretty cool. Um, I I do wish that um we got maybe I, I mean I don't know do you think you could have like given a little bit more of like character development to Godzilla like what else would you have wanted them to do well Godzilla doesn't really interact with people that's that's true like yeah, Kong Godzilla. like Kong was like the protector of Skull Island. That's true. So it's like he got to interact with people. He's a little bit more human than Godzilla is. Godzilla is just a big ass freaking lizard. True. So I think it makes sense that they were able to do a little bit more with Kong. But again, like what? There's not a whole hell of a lot that you could do. I just want to point something out. I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but at the beginning, do we really have to have Kong scratch his ass? Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, that is an absolute necessity in this in these movies. Okay, because I'm just like, okay. I mean, because uh, like the uh, the opening title for this movie was like freaking awesome. Like it gets you like so freaking pumped. Um. But then, yeah, all of a sudden, like, the next shot is uh, Kong waking up on Skull Island, him walking over to the waterfall. But before he does that, yeah, he's scratching his ass as he's walking over there. I'm like, really? I didn't need to see that. It's like, nice. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. You know, there's some animator. Now, you know, there's some animator being like, or like sitting there being like, this is what my tuition is paying for. <laughs> like oh, I am a sh- I am in a shit ton of student debt just to be animating a giant monkey scratching his ass. Worth it. I'm making good life choices. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, if that was the only job I was able to acquire on a Godzilla movie or slash Kong movie, whatever. I probably would take it just to be able to have the experience of working on one of these movies. <laughs> <laughs> Am I wrong? Nah, you're not wrong. <laughs> I'd I'd lose some dignity. I definitely would. Um, yeah. But you know, I'd bounce back. It's all good. Yeah. There's just like I feel overall. There's just a lack of character development. It's I mean, 
in a movie like this, it is extremely difficult to do. Yeah, definitely. But it's just, they were able to do what they could. They had, like, a moment of respect with Godzilla and Kong. I loved that. And I feel like that look wasn't even, like, a... a a look of like mutual respect it was a, a look of uh godzilla being like i freaking whooped your ass dude like but like you know yeah like, you know <laughs> <laughs> you know like i'll do it again uh, if i need to <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you heard uh what the director uh came out and said about a sequel to this one no he, well, no, actually, it's uh, it's good, because I, I wish every director would say this. He's just like, okay, let's pump the brakes on that, and let's first hear what people liked and didn't like about this first one. I'm like, yeah, that, that sounds like a great idea to me. Fair enough. <laughs> I want yeah. at least six rounds in Godzilla vs. Kong 2. Yeah. We gotta double it, guys. We gotta double it. Double or nothing. Yeah. Um, moving on over to effects. This is where this movie shined. Oh, so much. So I watched this at home on my own t- TV, and I I still thought the graphics were or the effects were incredible. Like there yeah, was nothing I didn't like. Is, like I don't care that. Um... They're both CGI. The movement, the way that they uh, decided to have each character move was just so beautiful. It made sense. And just, like, it's so amazing how far CGI has come. Because at no point did I ever believe that Kong and Godzilla were not there. Yeah, exactly. It really felt like they were. And just... Oh, just mm, amazing. So good. Um, I honestly, my only real complaint, and this isn't even a complaint with this movie in particular. I just don't really care for the design of Godzilla. See, okay. I'm actually going to kind of go off of that. I actually am. I, I know you're going to say, say uh the uh, ratings so i know you're gonna say the uh rate the ratings of what we gave the effects um for uh this but okay so you said you didn't like uh the design of godzilla right yeah that's not an issue with this movie it's just overall i think it's just very hard to to see what's going on like i feel like the bumps on his skin or the scales or whatever you want to call them and he has such tiny eyes and it's uh, uh, it's very hard to see his where his eyes are unless they're glowing when he's about to do fair. his atomic breath i mean i i get where you come from i mean i love the design of godzilla in these legendary films um but I don't know for some reason I did not absolutely love the design of Mecha Godzilla, and maybe it's just because I don't love Mecha Godzilla in general. Like he reminds me too much of a um. I sure hope JC doesn't listen to this episode. <laughs> He's gonna kill me for saying this. He either reminds me too much. No, he reminds me too much of like a uh, Dino Zord from Power Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so. That is an excellent point. <laughs> um. So yeah, he 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 looks like the Red Ranger Zord to me. Um. And so I can't disagree with you on that. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I I don't know. Just that's like the biggest gripe that I have with this movie, and it's just because I'm just not the biggest fan of Mechagodzilla in general. <laughs> Can we also point out? That they straight up ripped off Pacific Rim. With I've actually Mecha never Godzilla. seen Pacific. I've actually never seen Pacific Rim. So okay, like let so. me ex- let me explain to you. P- this is me explaining Pacific Rim. Okay. There are these giant monsters that the the humans need to fight, and to fight mm-hmm. them, they created these very large robots that need to be uh manually manually piloted. Okay. The way that they do this is that they connect the the human pilots to inside the the big ass robots. Give them a headset and everything and then like it connects their consciousness together. And then their collective consciousness is what uh, runs the the robots. Interesting. Okay. Which is exactly how they manned uh, Mecha Godzilla. Yeah. Some dude puts on a headset. Yeah. Some dude puts on a like a VR headset and is able to control Mecha Godzilla. Is it just me though, or was he enjoying controlling that? Mecha Godzilla a little too much. Yeah. Just a tad. <laughs> it was borderline like, uncomfortable to watch him it's like, control. <laughs> it's like, okay, buddy, keep it in your pants, please. <laughs> yeah, some s- dumb shit like that. It's just. So, yeah, I, I agree. I didn't care for the design of Mecha Godzilla. Um, I actually docked that in costumes because I kind of counted like the character design. Okay, that's fair. Especially, ah, yeah, especially with that uh, up there. Yeah, but effects wise, I think Mechagodzilla looked really good. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, so this is our highest uh, category, and it's sitting at a ninety-four point five. Not bad at all. Yeah. Um, let's see. Next up we got music. And so this is just kind of all audio. I feel like it it's we focus mostly on music, but I think it's just audio overall. Yeah, I mean I don't know, to me I thought the soundtrack was incredible. Um, yeah, it was a really nice soundtrack and the the scores for Kong and Godzilla were just Oh, so good. Dude, that first, when they, uh, I think, isn't it Kong that gets the first hit in, in their first yep. fight? Yeah, when they, like, when, I think, yeah, when Kong gets the first hit in and the fight starts, the music that is playing during that whole scene is so intense. It sets the mood perfectly, and it's just, oh my gosh, like, I felt like a little, like a little kid just, like, watching, like, I mean, I didn't really watch Godzilla. Actually, I didn't watch any Godzilla when I was a kid. But I don't know. It kind of like made me like remember how much I loved like watching like Transformers fight, like big shit like that. 
And so it brought me back to like, oh my gosh, like as a kid seeing huge giant beast creatures beating the ever living shit out of each other, add in amazing music, and oh my gosh, I'm like transported back to my childhood and I freaking love it. Yeah. Super good. Super good. Uh we ended up giving this an eight, which is really good. It wasn't like top of the line music and audio. I but mean, it was yeah, it's still no Star really Wars, good. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's definitely no Star Wars. Um Don't but the John scores Lane, were super powerful. The the roars were just like out of this world. Dude, so I really good. hope you get a chance to see this in theaters. Cause, I know. <laughs> like, like I was telling Caleb before we uh, started, because I, like I said, I got to see this in Cinemark XD. Amazing experience. If you guys can go see this in IMAX or XD, go see it. It's worth the extra ticket. But every roar from Kong, every roar from Godzilla... Your sh- your sheet, wow! Your seat was shaking. It was amazing. Like I'm grateful that this is the movie uh, that that brought me back to the movie theater. Yeah. So, like we said, music. Uh, we're giving that one an eight. Not too shabby at all. Yeah. So next up, we got costumes. Uh, which ended up getting a seven. Um, so, like I said, I I graded the character or the design of Mechagodzilla because Mechagodzilla is a new character. That that's um, a very good point. Kind of difficult to dock for how uh, Godzilla and Kong look because that's just something that was established in previous movies. Yeah, and I I mean I feel based off like. Um, old designs. I feel both have a really good um updated uh look, especially um Kong. I don't know. I have you ever seen Peter Jackson's King Kong? Uh, yes. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't love how King Kong or Kong whatever whatever the hell you want to call him. I don't love how he looks in that movie, but in these ones, I absolutely love his design. Yeah, it looks great. It looks really good. Um Yeah. He looks super good. Very humanistic expressions. Yes. And I think I think that's what just makes his character that much better. Yeah. So I I loved it. Um everyone else though, like their their outfits fit for who they, yeah, they were, were supposed to be. Yeah, but I mean um, I really like Gia's uh, costume. Yeah, her like headband. It's so simple, but I love it. It's a nice touch for her character. Yeah, super nice. So really well done on on that costume team. It's just everyone else kind of brought the the score down. Yeah, but the design for Mechagodzilla, it was it was good, but. I think there was room for improvement. Yeah, no, I can definitely agree with that. Absolutely. Yeah. So because of that, uh, it's we're giving it a seven. Um, and so that brings us to the last category, our personal grade. So Rose, you want to take this one first? 
I would love to. Um, so overall, I had such a blast with this movie. It's exactly what you want. Godzilla and Kong beating the ever-living shit out of each other. Um, and you get that in spades. Uh, human characters aren't that great, but you kind of you don't really come to these movies to get really looped in with the human characters. You don't really come to truly care about them. You don't come to these movies for that. You come to see monsters beat the ever living shit out of each other. Um, but yeah, so this is like this is my favorite so far in the legendary line of a uh, Godzilla and Kong movies. Um, can't wait to see what they do next. Um, I'm giving this a solid 80. Nice. Um, all right. So I'm actually going to go up a little bit higher than you. Hey, awesome. No, I'm glad. Yeah, to I, I really like this movie. Like I've said, it is a shut your brain off and enjoy movie and that's exactly what i did and i had a really good time um it's super fun to kind of talk about it with <laughs> with my wife <laughs> and not and not feel like we are bothering anyone no that's always good yeah and just it was a, a really fun time like we didn't we we didn't expect anything to be like Oscar worthy. It wasn't one that I felt. I mean, I did pay attention to it, but it wasn't. It wasn't one that I felt like I needed to pay attention to. Yeah, to understand exactly. the the overall point of the movie. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, I had a really good time. It was a lot of fun, and I would recommend this to anyone who enjoys big just destructive movies like this. Um, so yeah, I'm giving it an 85. Hell yeah. Love it. Yeah. So with that, that averages us out to an 82.5. So that makes the final all bros letter grade for Godzilla versus Kong. A. I still don't have a little drum. Sorry guys. <laughs> It makes it a C plus. Okay. Yeah, I and it's swear a that's... fairly it's fairly strong. So it's a uh, it's two points shy of being a B minus. But yeah, so it's a it's pretty strong. So it's sitting at a seventy eight point two five percent. And okay, comparing so... this to some other C plus movies, um. Let's see. This is one percent lower than yesterday. Uh, two percent higher than Unhinged. Uh, one percent higher than Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. Okay. Uh, one percent higher than The Babysitter Killer Queen. Uh, one percent higher than Aquaman. One hey, percent. What? I'm putting a lot of thought into it. Would you kill me if I actually changed my score? For the per personal. Personal. Yeah. What are you? I go ahead. Honestly, I'd agree with you. Eighty-five. Eighty-five. Yeah, like I don't, dude. The more I think about it, just the more that I enjoyed the hell out of this movie, and it, it deserves a higher grade. 
All right, changing that to an 85. Sorry. No, you're good. So it's sitting, it just bumped it up by a quarter of a percent. Hey, so instead hey, of 70, fine. yeah, instead of it being at 78.25, it is at 78.56. I'll take it. Yeah. It deserves that boost. <laughs> yeah, so that's about, so let's see. Uh, where I was left off, it's one percent lower than Scott Pilgrim versus the World, three percent higher than Ant Man. Oh wait, that's not a C plus movie. <laughs> I'm dumb. <laughs> Good job. Yeah, and then let's see, one percent or one percent higher than Tag. Okay. And I'll just stop there because we have a lot of C plus movies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's an exclusive club. It really is. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so, like we said, sitting at a, a very solid C plus, uh, seventy eight point five six percent with the upgraded personal score. Yeah. Sorry, um, I was late for that. No, you're good. <laughs> but yeah. So that concludes this breakdown. So. Now that we're done with that, let's see who was right and who was wrong with the uh, the question of the week. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Let me just jump on that real quick. All right, so starting off on Instagram, uh, we posted a a poll, and it was a. Uh, Obviously, Godzilla versus Kong. Like, what team are you on? We had one vote for Godzilla and five votes for Kong. So we got, on the Godzilla team, we have Jake.Allen96. And then... Yeah, and then on Team Kong, we got the Untrained Eye at Untrained Eye Pod. We got Mrs. Underscore Mama B, who is my lovely wife. Brielle. Yep. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding, Brielle. We got Crash and Taz's movie seller, Crash underscore N underscore Taz underscore movie underscore seller. Or how does he say? It? He says crash and Taz crash the letter N Taz movie seller with underscore underneath all of those. Okay, my question though for Vic is was all of the other ways to spell or put this in your Instagram like taken? Did you really have to put <laughs> in all of these <laughs> these underscores? <laughs> I will say this, it shit. is easier to read. Fair enough. I'll definitely give you that. But I, I've just never seen so many underscores in a in a username. I mean, it's cool, but I was like, damn. Yeah, so he, he voted for uh, Kong the back in my day or at day back in. Uh, they voted for Kong and then Victor voted for Kong on his personal account. Damn, no love for Godzilla, just by one. <laughs> yeah, so unfortunately... Thank you, the real MVP. 
Yep. You're the only one who got it right over on Instagram. Uh, moving on to Twitter. All right, we got a few responses. If they'll load. <laughs> All right, let's see. All right, we got our first response from Mexican Batman. <laughs> I love it. Also known as the homie Kaz. Uh, at Kaz Yule five twenty, uh, he said, "Hit him with a fire barrel, Kong." Oh my gosh! Yeah, so he was Team Kong. Uh, we got a response from Stone Rhino at Sinjun forty five. Uh, he said, "Team Godzilla." Yeah, boy. Yeah, but he actually like explained his his uh thought process pretty well. So he says, "I know I'm biased, but have been team Godzilla all along. Least from what I hear, we get an answer this time since the last time ended in a tie. Neither side really won, and I can't imagine the MonsterVerse Godzilla losing to Kong after King of Monsters." That's a fair enough point. I mean, I remember um, kind of going off that. Uh, there was a rumor going around that um, Kong was going to win uh, in this movie, and that's how he became King Kong. Like, he would take the mantle of King of the Monsters away from Godzilla. Yeah. But that unfortunately did ha- not happen. Sorry, yeah, guys. But he, we had a really good conversation about the Godzilla versus Kong discussion. Nice. Um. But yeah, he says that uh, Godzilla is the king of monsters for a reason. He's just too tall and too heavy to be taken down. Plus, with all of his powers, like the atomic breath. Um, he says that he's he thinks Kong will have a larger role in the film, which you are absolutely correct. Yeah. Damn, damn you called this movie. Yeah, damn straight. Let's see. Hint, or he said there would be hints, or there have been hints of Mechagodzilla. Which, again, correct. Okay, he's got to be psychic. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, he says, bear in mind, this is my only analysis based on trailers and older information in movies, but I think it might be solid. He said he could imagine Mothra returning early and stopping the fight. Unfortunately, Mothra... Well, fortunately for me, because... Mothra freaking freaks me out. <laughs> he said, Wait, really? Yeah, like legit. I'm terrified of Mothra. Oh, that's kind of funny. But I just don't like moths. So I don't think that's, that's like fair. a Mothra thing. I just hate moths. I think they're dirty so little that, that, that dirt butterflies. <laughs> so so then your favorite Batman villain has got to be Mothman then, right? No, Mothman can go die. <laughs> He did die with the Mad Hatter and the line of Batman villains nobody gives a shit about. <laughs> yeah, so he was just... Uh, that was pretty much his his whole analysis. And then we had some decent discussion. Because I told him about the uh, the Funko Pops of Mechagodzilla. Oh, which okay. those look like shit. <laughs> I actually have not seen them. Oh my gosh. I want to. Look it up after we're done. Oh, shit. Okay, fine. 
Um, but then the last response we got f- is from the Victims and Villains podcast at Victims and Villains. Uh, he, he said, or he just posted a gif of uh, Kong. So, Team Kong. Damn, there was hardly any love for Godzilla. Yeah, the only t- so the only two were Jake Allen and Stone Rhino. Oh man. So, congratulations you two for winning. <laughs> really quickly. So, I I just want to point this out. Sorry, I, I keep bringing this up. So, so, um before the movie started, um uh some people next to us were uh what was it? Uh I think like a preview was saying like Oh, you know, like who's gonna win? Uh, uh, they did like a poll for Cinemark Cus or no, mo- uh, movie fans, and like fifty-one percent said Kong would win. Um, and so the person next to us, or like two seats away, three seats away, whatever, was just like, "Yeah, Kong's gonna beat Godzilla's ass." And JC, who had act- sadly had the uh, movie spoiled for him. Oh um, no! Yeah. I, I just heard him under his breath be like, hmm, get ready to be sadly disappointed. <laughs> Dude, I just know it. If Kong would have won, JC probably would have like gotten up and walked out of the theater. He'd been like, this is bullshit. <laughs> Dude, it's super hard to imagine that Godzilla wouldn't win. It, it's true. I mean... Like like you said, like the fights were brutal. They were very well executed, and like there were some parts that it, it kind of felt like a close call. But yeah, at, in in the end, Godzilla was the clear champion. Yeah, but it's just like if you think about it for longer than like two seconds, <laughs> Godzilla is has atomic breath. Kong doesn't have shit. That's true. So very, it's very just kind of like a no-brainer. So yeah, no, I definitely anyway, agree with that. Thank you, everyone, for your responses. We really appreciate them. Yes. Um, but anyway, that concludes this week's episode. Um, if you guys liked this episode, want to hear more of our stuff, be sure to follow and subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. We are pretty much everywhere you listen to podcasts. Um, you can also catch all of our episodes on YouTube. And be sure to follow us on social media. We are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search at The All Bros. Uh, hit us up if you have episode ideas, want to answer our question of the week, or if you want to join us on an episode. We would love to have anyone on, like, legitimately. Like just tell us like you want to be on, and we'll we'll let you know what movies we have in mind. Yep, we'll set it up. Yeah, and then, or you can also email us at channel at gmail dot com, and go check out our website tinyurl.com forward slash thealbros. There's links and everything that you need to know about us on that website. Um, as well as links to our merch store, which is on TeePublic, tpublic.com slash user slash the All Bros channel. Links will be in the description. Did you see that um, we got another design taken down? Yes, we've... Ugh! Which I mean, one are was you sh- it? It was the... It was another Warner Brothers one. Oh, for hell's sake. Yeah. 
I forget which bu- one it was. This is some bullshit. Ah, oh, gosh. I, which one? It was one Girl. that I was, like, really pissed off about. Because Girl, I drew I'll, everything I'll from hand. Oh, no, no, no. It was... Oh, it was uh, Joker. Are you serious? Yep. Gosh, yeah, freaking dude, horseshit. Screw dude, you, I, Warner Brothers. Screw I you. I drew that from hand. That is Or I bullshit. drew that by hand. That was absolute garbage. <laughs> yeah, so... Screw you, screw Warner you. Brothers. Even though you made this movie, still, screw you. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I think every if you guys okay, I'm like I'm like two more uh design takedowns <laughs> away from just having it be like a a request where you give us where you give us your address. Oh well, that wouldn't work. Oh, and we'll give we'll give you our PayPal information. You give us your address and we will send you a the artwork of your choosing. <laughs> it feels like that's the only way that we're going to be able to actually have a store anymore. Yeah, straight up, because Warner Brothers freaking sucks. <laughs> Go, do I honestly thought Disney would be the one that w- the company that would get after us a lot? But no, dude, Apparently Disney's the... coming. Freaking popped us in the back a couple times. I mean, true, but I mean not as much as the brothers have. True. That is absolutely true. They've been going hardcore because the last one was Aquaman. The one before that was the uh, Justice League one I made. Yeah, and then before that it was like the DC villain rankings. Yep. <sighs> Jeez Louise. Freaking bullshit. Straight up. Anyway. Um, so next week's episode we will be breaking down Zack Snyder's Justice League. With some special guests. Oh, yeah. So, you guys can look forward to that. Um, and until next time, this has been the All Bros Podcast. I'm Caleb. And I'm Jonathan. And we'll catch you guys next time. Deuces. Show long. How was that? Not bad. Okay, good. But like I said, remember, you follow that pattern of, like, good, bad, 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 good, bad, bad, bad. (laughs) Shut up.